0: ask andy is our new subscriber only show every month andy answers your questions like these what's your favorite color biro what the is it with you and terrapins uh what are the spring 2024 catwalk colors how goes it with the sitar can you recommend either the floating barge or the detour to rwanda what do you think of the kids of politicians getting into politics maybe you and your colleagues would be able to suggest some coping mechanisms And Andy even asks a few questions himself. Do you you think I could get to Christmas number one? Subscribe to Ask Andy Now via any podcast platform. Go to buglepodcast.com forward slash donate.
1: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot.
0: Welcome to Top Stories. It's producer Chris. We all have bad days. Well, actually, I don't. But I hear other people do, even presidents. And in October 2012, a lacklustre day at the office for President Obama was our Top Story. It's Bugle issue 208, a Kama Sutra approach to the truth.
1: Top Story this week, the unrivaled spectacle of two men talking at each other for 90 minutes. Uh, Andy, the first presidential debate took place on Wednesday night, formally Kickstarting the US election season that officially began 17 months and billions of dollars ago. <laughs> uh, the debate was, of course, between. Um, ugh, uh, wait, I'll get it. Ah, uh, uh, you know him. Uh, b- about six foot, married to Michelle. You know the guy. Uh, anyway, he was debating. Ah, shit, I can't believe I've forgotten this. Uh, you know, Tag's dad. Anyway, the point is that the host city of Denver pulled out all the stops, uh, initially staging the debate in a fight pit with the moderator shouting (laughs) questions at the participants, then redesigning the stage to feature the debate taking place in a thunderdome, then eventually opting for the classic two-podium model instead, but with both candidates in inflatable sumo suits. But moments before the debate, one of them got a puncture, so they had to go with their emergency regular backup suits instead. After months of negotiations, both campaigns finally agreed to the debate rules, which were one, no nut shots, <laughs> two, two minutes each with a 30-second rebuttal, three, seriously, no nut shots, four, maximum of two bathroom breaks and three visits on stage from a trainer, and five, absolutely, unequivocally, no nut shots. Uh, well, interestingly, the... you can
3: understand that, can't you, after the uh, whole JFK-Nixon
1: debacle? Actually... It... It was from before then, Andy. It's uh, it's actually been there for years since the Lincoln Douglas debate got spectacularly out of hand.
3: (laughs) Sorry, that's why they
1: call him the big swollen
3: melons.
1: (laughs) Both both candidates had done extensive debate preparation. Uh, President Obama had uh, been mock debating with John Kerry, who'd been standing in. As Mitt Romney, uh, I can't think uh, of what about the emotionally robotic multimillionaire with magnificent <laughs> hair made him think that he'd be a perfect substitute for the emotionally robotic millionaire with magnificent hair. And uh, Mitt Romney mock debated against Milky white Senator Rob Portman from Ohio, who stood in as Obama, mainly because I think he may be the blackest person that Mitt Romney knows. Uh, but after all the hype followed by all the lowering of expectations, (laughs) followed by all the hype again, the debate began. And by most commentary analysis, Obama's performance was somewhere between not great and (laughs) f***ing awful. Uh, The reviews immediately following the debate ranged from inexplicably comatose to the debate equivalent of taking a cyanide pill on stage.
3: (laughs) Ouch. One star. (laughs) Uh, He did, certainly. I didn't see all of it, but I watched as much as the British soul could take. And certainly he did uh, very little to win over the uh, 5% of American voters who aren't going to vote exactly how their great-great-grandparents voted anyway. (laughs) He was described as being hesitant and subdued, worryingly thoughtful at times. That's a lethal failing in any politician. And quite tetchy, I thought John almost as if he's been doing a really stressful and deeply unenjoyable job for the last four years. <laughs> yes, There's that's blasted a fair di- point. difficulties, troubles, and impossibilities of the planet and American politics, it is faced on a daily basis. What would you like for breakfast, Mr. President? I'll have some cornflakes, please. Sorry, cornflakes are off. You're having war, economic catastrophe, social breakdown, historically intractable global tensions, all served with a side issue of commercial vested interests. Can I have an egg? No, you can't have an
1: egg. <laughs> so yeah. President Obama's uh, tactics seemed to be to be distracted and quite tired, while Mitt Romney, on the other hand, took a Karma Sutra approach to the truth, (laughs) bending it, stretching it, flipping it over, contorting it into all kinds of weird shapes before banging the living shit out of it. Uh, That, in itself, was not a surprise. The surprise was how President Obama seemed to just stand back for an hour and a half and just let him do it, almost as if he was assuming that the American people would research... Romney's lies themselves the next day and fact check vigorously his statements, suggesting that he either received a large blow to the head just before the debates began or <laughs> suggesting that he's never, in fact, met the American people.
3: <laughs> we have seen in recent weeks, uh, John, what Mitt Romney really thinks. But it was interesting to see, once the debate started, that now America got a chance to see what
1: he pretends he thinks. And that could be so much more important <laughs> when the election comes. That is true. It was a weirdly terrible performance uh, from the president. He seemed slightly preoccupied the whole time and even opened his uh, uh, remarks by mentioning his 20-year wedding anniversary that day, which I think he may have forgotten before that point because (laughs) the whole debate had a real, holy shit, I just forgot my 20-year wedding anniversary stink (laughs) all over it. I mean, what happened to the president, Andy? I actually came up with a list of things that I think may have happened that, all you know, although some of them may be long shots, they would all make a lot more sense of what happened than the fact that he just didn't seem to be all that interested. Um, One, let's think about a positive option first. Perhaps something horrific had just happened that he had to deal with. Perhaps Russia had just nearly launched a nuclear missile. That would make sense. Uh, Or maybe he just got used to the last two weeks of tactically lowering the expectations for the debate and got so used to it he forgot he was then supposed to exceed them. Maybe he took an ambient by mistake, and was literally sleepwalking. Is it possible, Andy, that he actually woke up three hours after the debate uh, feeling fully refreshed and saying, OK, let's do this? Or maybe, no, does he actually not want to be president anymore? <laughs> is he like someone who's stuck in a relationship that he wants to get out of but doesn't be the one to do it? He doesn't want to break up with America, Andy, so he's making America break up with him. <laughs> maybe it was the altitude. Denver is a mile above sea level. Perhaps he'd been doing all his debate prep in a special pod at the bottom of the ocean. Or, or Andy... Maybe there was a mix-up with the pump-up music that he was listening to to charge himself up before the debate. Maybe he was supposed to be listening to Metallica, and by mistake, he listened to Leonard Cohen instead. At least that would make some sense.
3: Well, I guess you know, it's probably hard for him to uh, you know, switch off from being president and suddenly switch on to being a candidate. Uh, mm. Again, and because uh, he you know, doesn't get much light relief in his life, a- uh, apart from playing golf six times a week, and the, the only real relief, as you suggested last week, uh, was lightening his mood every now and again by treating himself to a drone strike. And <laughs> there were points in the debate when it looked like he was contemplating somewhere in Massachusetts for his next one. <laughs> but Romney, True on the thing. other hand, he, Romney, on the other hand, he bore the confidence look of a well-groomed man who has spent four years earning in excess of ten million dollars a year paying. <laughs> All of it intact, and having his hair done, and laughing at the poor. So you can see right. why he was a little more relaxed. Also, a bit intensively trained, as you suggested for the uh, for this debate. Much of the training involving having senior Republicans line up in front of him, shouting, "Don't be a." <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, in that case, try even harder. <laughs> <laughs> the truth is that it's often said you can't win a presidency. ...with a debate, but you can lose it, which frequently renders the highest profile supposed discussion of policy that the nation gets every four years into a turgid tango of evasion and a bullshit ballet of pointlessness (laughs) where the candidates are not so much debating than regurgitating talking points into your ears. And watching them can often feel exactly as disgusting as that sounds... It's not so much two boxers fighting as two boxers standing motionless in front of each other, <laughs> desperately concentrating on not punching themselves in the face.
3: <laughs> I find it quite hard to follow uh, some of the d- d- uh, arguments, particularly in, uh, on the subject of American healthcare, which is quite an alien mm. issue to British people. I find myself trying to concentrate really hard for about three minutes, then trying to work out exactly who wants whom to die, why, and how much they would pay to watch it happen. Then trying to work out what form of health care <laughs> Jesus would have preferred, and I'm not sure, but apparently he presented Lazarus with a bill for 5,000 shekels after curing him of death. So he is probably boinging up and down on the Republican end of the seesaw. And I end up thinking, if only all Americans could just agree not to use any medicine at all and let the will of God take its course, they would be so much happier as a nation, and with significantly lower unemployment.
1: Andy, you've just described the thought process of every single American. Oh, right, OK, good. I still not just me, that. You're th- you're thinking like a man from the heart of this country. <laughs> I think my my least favourite part of any of these political debates is always the sudden cherry-picking of individuals that the politicians have happened to have stumbled into on the campaign trail whose circumstances, coincidentally, seem to perfectly back up the point that the politician is in the middle of making. Things like... ''Oh, on the campaign trail, I met a family in Delaware who were concerned about their taxes.'' I met a teacher called Wes, who asked me to keep fighting for my health care plan. I met a woman called Brianna, who had benefited from my back-to-work issues. I met a squirrel called Keith, who agreed with my policy on Syria. I met an antelope called Barry, who hates my opponent's views on stem cell research. I sat on a bench called Christine, who talked about her belief in traditional marriage. I ate a piece of cheese called Kyle, who wants to serve in Afghanistan. Whether or not these people actually exist is debate. Andy, they seem to merely function as hypothetical human shields.
3: <laughs> also, you never, you never hear the negative. They never meet anyone with a kind of negative story. <laughs> that, you never hear the negative. That saying, is true. That's I was, true. I was on the campaign trail in Delaware, <laughs> and I met Mike and Cindy, who say they're having trouble getting permission to build their f- dungeon. <laughs>
1: And I said to them, Mike, Cindy, that doesn't seem to be anything that I can do anything about. And they said, you're right, Mr. President, it's just, it's on my mind at the moment. Anyway, good luck, I won't be voting for you. I don't know why I brought that up now, but the truth is, Mike, Cindy, good good luck with the f- dungeon. I guess I've, I shouldn't have mentioned it, correct?
0: There you go. What a show that was. What a show. Now please help us stay alive by donating to us at thebuglepodcast.com.